Hey, this is Ryan Harris, co-host of The Jay Pitch Show and co-founder of an amazing company called Simba. Simba is like QuickBooks on steroids for real estate agents, and it's changing the way they do their accounting and manage their business. Time is money, and Simba saves real estate agents both. Simba takes away the administrative burden of being an agent, from deal tracking to bookkeeping and taxes, Simba makes your entire workload seamless and stress-free. You can be up and running in seconds. Download Simba for free straight from the App Store, add your agent profile and commission split, upload your contacts straight from your phone, connect your bank accounts, and automate your bookkeeping and accounting. Simba is the most mobile-friendly app ever built for real estate agents. So if you're looking for a way to save time, grow your business, and stress less, then look no farther than Simba. Try it out today and see the difference it can make in your business. It is available on iOS and Android. You can search Simba, S-Y-M-B-A in the App Store or go to GetSimba.com. Let me talk to you for a minute about my friend, Michael Bush. Mike has spent over 20 plus years with Northwestern Mutual as a financial advisor and manages an office here in Louisville. He's my own personal financial advisor. One reason is that he knows that my investments in real estate and my business are my best investments where I get my best returns. After that, I also invest in the stock market for diversification and tax advantages. Mike and his team have done a great job handling those investments for me. Their team takes a comprehensive look at planning, so he's regularly bringing up ideas that add value and build a more secure plan. Things like protecting my income with disability insurance, protecting my family with life insurance, and ways to get more out of my cash that would otherwise be sitting in a savings account earning nothing. Mike and his team at Northwestern Mutual have been great partners for me and my family, and I encourage you to give him a call. No obligation, just a conversation to see how they can help. Call Michael Bush at 502-727-2758 or email him at michael.bush at nm.com. We spent the past couple of years in a crazy hot market. Louisville home sales decline as demand outpaces supply. Effective communication is at the core of any situation. If you master these two ideas, you'll have a chance of being successful at residential real estate marketing. I think you need to be looking for investment opportunities that move the needle. The market will never crash if demand exceeds supply. This is what I've been telling you all along. This is the Jay Pitt Show. And we're back, folks. Welcome back to the Jay Pitt Show here on Talk Radio 1080. Real news, real talk, real estate, you know, at least on Saturday mornings. I am uh, joined by my co-host, Mr. Ryan Harris. Ryan. What's up, people? What's up, man? Oh, uh, Happy to be back. Yeah. No, always. Always. You got a good show planned for us today. What we got? Yeah. Be a little different. We're going to do a quick Louisville market update. Pro- promise it won't be long, but we'll tell you what's going on in the real- Louisville real estate market. Uh, going to talk a little bit, bit about social media and posting if you're not comfortable and we got a lot of sports. There's a lot of uh, fun sports stuff going on right now. It's a fun time of the year. Football's getting close. We'll talk about the U.S. Open, uh, Denver Nuggets, Messi, Novak Djokovic. And I'm going to ask Jay what's the best sporting events he's ever been to. And then after that, we're going to get into some uh, technology stuff and software stuff. Yeah, so Absolutely. Uh, well, and not to mention, we have, we have our... Uh, Intrepid co-producer Marcy Humble with us today in the studio. She's giving me a interesting look right now. Sorry, Marcy, filling in. <laughs> she's she's doing a great job. Um, I I, I uh, you know usually try to you know give Hannah some shout outs. Marcy has been a co-producer for quite some time, actually, since the beginning of the podcast, well before the radio show. She was always willing to fill in when we were like honestly feeling our way through. Obviously, we have Jim with us now. Uh, you know, a pro in the in the realm of of radio production, where I guess you could say moving on up. But you know, my content. I don't think Jim wants to run three cameras pointed at us right now. This though. is also true. My content hasn't gotten any better. No, right? it has. Just the production. Well, quality. that's a that's a diss at me right no, there. No, no, I said my content, <laughs> not yours. Ryan definitely definitely brings the planning phase. I just you know spew venom apparently. You know, fight giraffes. I'm and still that getting thing. a lot of compliments from people, by the way. Well, that's great. People man. listening. Some people that even tune in on Saturday mornings. Dude, people, it, it's it is something I will say. And I've had a lot of like real estate team leaders from other markets like ask me about the radio show, ask me about our podcast. Um, you know, listen to it from time to time and say like even outside Louisville and say, hey, that's really cool that you do that. I, I don't think I could ever do it. And I don't honestly find it incredibly difficult to do what we're doing right now. Like the planning part I would never do. So I certainly appreciate you for that uh, and teeing up, you know, interesting topics to discuss, but you can pretty much throw real estate curveballs at me all day long and I can just talk real estate. 
Uh, yeah, but I, I have um, a pretty easy job. Now, what I'll say I think helps us is having a time limit because mm-hmm. we could either we could go three hours on some topics. Sure. And the time limit helps us get at least like the main points we want to say out. Yeah. So. And this is not Joe Rogan. Let's just be honest. We can't. You know, we're not drinking bourbon in here and doing other the other extracurriculars. And as far as the fr- listeners know, frankly, I'm not that interesting. So you don't need to hear me for three hours. So I digress. Um, feel pretty good about this. Uh, I am anxious to hear what you got for me. So let's jump in. Yeah, let's just go over the Louisville real estate market. We haven't done it in a while. Uh, we realize, you know, don't want to hear it every week, but sometimes it is important. So, uh, yeah, let's let's hear what's going on. Absolutely. OK, so. You know, uh, funny that we mentioned Marcy. Marcy puts together this graphic for me every week. Like we, we, we have this like monster spreadsheet where we count, catalog certain, you know, statistics on a week by week basis. To me, it's always been quite telling to compare your feeling as a professional of a market with the specifics and the data and see how it marries up. Like what I've always said is that a lot of real estate agents tend to look at their individual business that is very small compared to the the total addressable market, right? The TAM and think that their independent, small micro trends have something to say about the larger market. And it's just really often not true. Now I've got a 50 agent team and a hundred agent brokerage. And even still, we are a very small percentage of the 6,000, you know, person population of real estate agents in the market. Right. And that's not even to, to take into account the, the transactions that happen off market without a real estate agent. So, um, but it's a, it, it's an interesting comparison nonetheless. I'm hearing, and the narrative is that the market's off, and the stats do agree. This week, 2023, we had, the, the week ending Sunday, we had 385 new listings come to market. We had 228 closings in the week prior. The same week, last year, the market had 506 new listings. So 506, down 24% to 385 this year, 506 last year, 385 this year, down 24%. Closings, 302 last year, down to 228, down 25%. So as you can see, there's almost one-to-one decrease in listings to market and new sales. That agrees with the feeling of the market that a listing equals a sale. There is no inventory, there is demand. So for the market crash hawks out there, the people that are expecting to see a market crash, it's not happening. It's not happening because Demand still exceeds supply. I will say it, and I will say it, and I will say it until it's not true. But 25% decreases is a substantial shift. There are 25% less transactions spread across all agents in the market, and agent count is not down 25%. So there's some, some real estate agents starving out there. We are not starving. We are ahead of last year. Okay? And that's saying something, considering we're right now in the place where rates started to jump and the market started to slow down. So if you look at the first half of 22, it's the most bonkers real estate market we've ever seen. Crazier than 21, crazier than 20. And for the first six months, RPP agents have outproduced in 23 amidst a 25% decline what they did in 22. And I am incredibly, incredibly proud of that. So, I mean, I can talk about some other things specifically, but, you know, frankly, we're just seeing the same stuff we've been talking about. It's, it's not that notable. Yeah. You know, you said your agents aren't starving and that, that reminded me, I saw on Facebook, you made a post, yep. 19 of your agents have sold three or more homes in the last 30 days, in the last 30 days. But I was going to bring up the comment. Somebody made a real slick comment down there below and yeah. it was very confusing. I didn't really understand it. And it made me wonder if I wasn't clear. They said, oh, so 19 agents only sold three homes. And this is coming from another agent who commented. It's it's from another agent. Um, She knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing and misreading on purpose my comment. It was very clear to anyone in the business what I was saying. And there were a host of other comments that clearly understood what I was saying that are not in the industry. And so I felt the need to give her about a four, four response thread on specifics and you know, yeah, those are the those are the things that should really be covered in reality TV with real estate, local markets, local markets. Quite interesting. Anyway, for for perspective, the average real estate agent sells eight homes a year, and I had nineteen sell at least three in a month. Our leading agent sold six. Wow, we had three agents sell five. 
Okay, you pace that stuff out. Now, it's the six is not going to last. But three is a pace that can be sustained pretty easily over the course of 12 months. So 36 a year is substantially higher. It's multiples higher than the average agent. So yeah. proud of that. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, let's uh, jump into a question we had written in. This is a real estate agent who wrote this in, but they're also just an entrepreneur in general. So if there are any entrepreneurs out there that want to get into social media, this is going to be good for you as well. So they said, Hey Jay, I want to start posting videos on social media, but I don't know what to post. I'm not comfortable in front of the camera. And even if I was, I wouldn't know how to edit them. Have any advice for me? Absolutely. Um, let's, let's take the first part. Um, don't know what to post, post what you do every day. Okay. People enjoy the career of real estate is intriguing to people. Uh, what that is evidenced by the fact that there's 8,000, you know, cable television shows about being a real estate agent. They over dramatize it. That's fine. Show the cool stuff. Don't show the bad or show the bad stuff. That's that too. Don't show the milk toast part. Like, you know, running comps. Yeah. Like you're not going to post a video of running comps unless it's a it's montage. Pretty boring. If pretty, you do that. pretty boring, but, um, cool stuff. You know, pretty houses, um, you know, interesting, crazy stuff that you see, hoarder house, what have you, if you have permission, obviously. Yeah, so um, it's basically behind the scenes. And I think that scenes. goes for any business owner, too. If you want to start posting content, behind the scenes is really what everybody wants to see. They don't know how things are done or how things are made. They just see the end product. So if you show everybody what goes in to everything you do, they're going to find that interesting. And then at some point, you'll probably film something that's pretty funny and might go viral. Yeah. No, I agree. Post what you do every day. The most interesting parts, post it often. You know, this kind of goes in line with the second part of the question. I'm not comfortable in front of the camera. You have to get over it. There is no other way of putting it. You just have to get over it. Nobody likes the way they look. Nobody likes the way they sound. You know, we talked about at the beginning of the show, like I've been doing this for five years and I cringe at myself sometimes when Hannah puts out videos (laughs) of me that I say things that I'm like, oh God, why did I say that? It never ends. You never get over it. It does get better. It gets more comfortable, but nobody likes the sound of their own voice and nobody likes the way they look on camera. So, you know, get over yourself and do it anyway. And if you don't think it's interesting, somebody else will. Okay. If they don't, then they'll tell you, trust me. Um, the trolls come out for you all the time, which you also have to get over that, which you have to get over that. And you know, my advice there is fight with them because that's fun and people enjoy watching you fight somebody that's being ridiculous. So anyway, that's, that's that. Um, you know, as far as editing goes, go live, go live. You don't have to edit live. Yeah. I got, I got a couple tips on both of those last two things, but we got to cut, cut to a couple ad sponsors, but we'll be back on the J Pitt show. Talk radio, 1080 real news, real talk. See you in a sec. Jay Pitts here, leader of the number one real estate team in Kentucky and host right here on 1080 WKJK. While the average agent sold just seven homes last year, our team successfully sold over 600. Our proven marketing system gets homes sold for top dollar and gets them sold fast. Many are seeing headlines about prices going down. Want to know the real truth? Text the words home value to 502-805-8888. That's home value to 502-805-8888 and receive your no obligation home value sent via text directly to your phone within one hour. Hello, my name is Megan. Jay's team recently sold my house and he really went above and beyond. It was fast and easy and I got 10000 over list price. The whole team really made this experience simple and stress-free. Remember, text the words home value to 502-805-8888. That's home value to 502-805-8888 and receive your no obligation home value sent directly to your cell phone via text within one hour. Real news, real talk. Talk Radio 1080. Welcome back to the Jay Pitt Show. I'm your co-host, Ryan Harris. This is Talk Radio 1080. So we were just answering a, a listener question asking about, hey, I want to start posting videos on social media. Don't know what to post. I'm not comfortable in front of the camera and I don't know how to edit. And we were giving some answers. We answered the first part. And Jay started answering the second part of not being comfortable in front of the camera. You know, I have some tips there. 
And the first one is you don't have to talk in the beginning of your videos. Like you, you don't even have to say anything at the very beginning if you don't want to. You know, I've started posting videos where it is POV style, like day in the life, where I set up a different my camera, my phone camera is all I use. Set it up different parts of the room, and just get little snippets of the day and edit them together. And I don't say anything; just put some music over it. And people like that stuff, and that something you can do for behind the scenes it's not hard to do it does take a little more time it feels weird because you gotta shoot a shot walking upstairs and then take the camera upstairs and you view yourself walking up so it can be weird uh but there's there's different ways around it and you know another tip when you're on social media scrolling don't just be on there for entertainment be on there looking for ideas and you'll get a lot of ideas absolutely there's a few few accounts i follow simply for inspiration when it comes to video creation and topics, so a lot of times other real estate, you know, professionals around the country may not be like in my market, like speaking to my potential client base, but they have committed themselves to video. And, you know, if I know we're filming that day, I'll pull up in the morning when I drink my coffee, those accounts, and I'll just scroll through their last 15, 20 videos, you know, just to get ideas. Sometimes I'll even send those videos to Hannah, our video production person saying, I want to do this. I want to do this topic. What do you think about this shot? What do you think about this transition? Can we do this? And that begins a conversation between she and I about what we can produce and what we can't. And I think, you know, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So if I see somebody else doing it well, I know what, I know what looks good to me. I want to recreate it. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, let me know what you think, Jay, but I would say 99.99% of content online now, like not a hundred, it's not, authentic like it might be authentic but it's stolen or they get ideas from somebody else it's not original well rip off and duplicate is like the the mantra in in the industry right nothing is novel anymore you know i heard a stat once and this was probably like 2015 or so where there is more video created more video produced every single day from that date forward than was previously created in history prior that's the exponential rate at which content is being produced. I can only imagine what that looks like today, eight years later, right? So the point is having a novel idea is really challenging. So why don't you just find something that you feel comfortable with, you identify with that someone else does, put your own spin on it and move forward? Because I never do it exactly like those those other people. I do it my way. Right. And, and I am unique, right? I know I am unique to myself, my character, my the way of doing things, the way I talk, my inflection, all those things. Do that. Just do that, but do it your own way. Yeah. Anyway. And then the last question, how to edit them. So I think this is a great question for Jay and I both to answer because we're both on two different ends of the spectrum of how we do things and uh, the money we have to put towards those things. So I use CapCut on my phone. If you really don't know how to edit and you don't have a ton of money to put behind anything, it's an app that, that you can use on, on only your phone or an iPad. It's called CapCut makes everything super easy. Yeah, you'll still have to learn things, but you can YouTube any question you have. Yeah. So that's how I do it. And then Jay has a different way, which he can tell you about. Yeah, I, I like CapCut. It, it is pretty user-friendly. It does have a learning curve, like anything, but it's very powerful for what it is. And you know, if you don't have the budget to put towards a professional media production person, then it's a, and, but you do have the time, and you have the inclination, then that's a great alternative. I have made the investment in my business for quite some time to have a video production person on staff that that will produce because my my time is more valuable spent in other ways, and my desire and the volume of content that I want to produce exceeds right my appetite for producing it. There's no way. I, I I know myself. I would spend hours and hours. I probably not. I probably would never be as efficient even as you are, even with the same amount of time invested in learning. Just because that's not who I am. It's not what I do. I could make it work, but I'd be better off negotiating deals or recruiting agents or solving problems. Yeah, you know, I've always wondered, Jay. Are you have you ever thought about doing a daily vlog where you just have <laughs> Hannah follow you around for a day, like once a week? Um, I. Yes. It'd be and pretty no. entertaining. Yes and no. I, so you're talking like Gary Vaynerchuk style. Just like riding in your car and 
maybe you have something to say or you're on the phone. I'm sure we'd have to bleep out a lot of the words. But. There's there's some of that. Some of that. I could be good for a day. I could be I could be <laughs> I could be pleasant and not have to not have to deliver the curse words. But um yeah, I have. I don't know. That's something I hadn't gotten myself comp- entirely comfortable with. Maybe I need to take my own medicine by telling telling folks to get over it and just record video. I, it's something that I could do. Honestly, I wonder how interested people would be. But that's probably a limiting belief also because I know a lot of people would like to be where I am in the business and they would probably like to see it. Interesting thing about people though, they just like seeing into anybody's lives even if it's not that interesting. Like a lot of these vlogs or or daily or day in the lives, like these people aren't that interesting. It's just like human nature to want to see what other people are doing throughout their day. Very voyeuristic. That's a that's a like kind of a core core trait that a lot of people have. Yeah, it's like a real version of reality TV. Yeah, no, for real. Maybe I should look into it. But all right, let's move on. So we got a lot of sports stuff. Uh, let's start U.S. Open. So we got the uh, third golf major of the year. And it's at L.A. Country Club. You've been following any of the news leading up to it? Not really. Uh, I mean, of course, all the news now is Liv merges with PGA Tour, which doesn't seem like that's what it actually is. It's more of PIF merges with PGA Tour. Nobody really knows what's going on. Yeah. I, I the, the thing is, you know, I think about our local interest here, right? Like, you know, JT being a local guy being a holdout, staying with PGA, showing loyalty, whatever reasons he had, I presume that those are some of them. I, I'm obviously making assumptions, but is one of the best, one of the top stars in the game and resisted him and Rory and others. And I just wonder like if they're jaded and jilted by the fact that, you know, all those guys chased the money, took it right. Didn't sacrifice much for it. And now they get the same opportunities that everybody else. Like I almost feel like you have probably a scenario brewing where there's like some type of holdout in the future where you could see some of the stars that that showed the loyalty to the PGA saying, look, we resisted, we showed you loyalty and now you go merge with the people that you told us to resist. Um, I also think that it looks fairly poorly on PGA management because they made allegations of, you know, human rights violations and things and just completely reverse course or showed that the almighty dollar is really what wins, and unfortunately, so so they, they there was either they were either genuine about those concerns, or they weren't, and right now it looks like they weren't. I think it's easy to say that, uh, yeah, and I, I'd say the trust is completely lost between the players and the tour. But what I think everybody's got to remember is nobody knows what these live contracts actually look like, and if these players got paid out all their money right away, or if they get paid out every year or how that goes down. So uh, maybe they haven't got all their money yet. They've probably got a lot. So I would imagine uh, if they hadn't, if they're not getting paid, it would have been, it would have been public. Yeah. Oh, they're getting paid. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's confidentiality and all this stuff, but those, those details have, have a way of finding themselves into public view if, if, if there are issues. So I don't know. I mean, it would, it will be interesting to see. I'm, it's nice to see all the players united, despite the fact that you get to see them in the masters and you get to see, you know, it's nice to see all the players united again. You never want to see a fractured game with some of your stars in one place and some of your stars in the other. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really good tournament, unique one. It actually started today. Have no idea who's leading, but you know, most of these players have never seen this golf course. It's ultra private, Mm -hmm. like just behind Augusta. So hard to get on. You're not really allowed to take pictures on the golf course. Uh, Homa holds the course record there, Max Homa. Yeah. And then I'd say Scotty's a favorite if he can figure out the putter. And I'm sure everybody's been seeing the videos of the rough going around where people just drop balls in it. I think those are incredibly annoying videos, but yeah, that's what's going viral. Well, I've seen, I've seen the viral video and like, I mean, my game is not you know, well, they not, just go not, find rough. Nobody's taking a step on the thickest area and like, oh, this is everywhere on the golf course. Yeah, but they try not. to make it seem like that. No, I get it. So, uh, all right, Denver Nuggets, NBA champions. So, so question for you is is uh, is Jokic is he is he an all time great? Uh, that's, not yet, because that's what you're seeing. The question posed on all the morning shows right now. You know, the guy is incredible. He is incredible, um, but. I think you got to do more. Well, it's as soon as somebody wins one, the headlines the next day are, if this team doesn't win three, 
they're a failure. This is also true. It happens with any team that wins for the first time. Yeah, no, I agree. So so the the celebrations, Denver? Like, I didn't think like we're gonna get that in Denver. Oh, those everybody living there is always looking for a reason to party. Well, right, but they're also kind of chill. Like the extracurriculars that you would think makes it a little chill, but I mean maybe I'm just yeah. maybe I'm maybe I'm uh, out of touch here. It didn't seem chill. Did you see Aaron Aaron Gordon going going in the streets? I, I did. I did hear about that. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And then uh, Joe Kitsch finding out about the parade on Thursday. <laughs> apparently was was not happy. No, he found um, out and he was like, "I just want to go home to my horses." The, and it's lost like all he cares about and lost the MVP trophy. Like it brings back memories of the Super Bowl trophy being tossed from one boat to the next, from uh, Gronk to to yeah. Brady, and Brady just being absolutely wasted on that boat. <laughs> Like, I just think, like, how do you lose an MVP trophy? Some of them knows Tom Brady is a very good actor. Like, in all these commercials, like, I could see him doing a big acting role at one point. But uh, we got to cut to a couple ad sponsors, and we'll be back talking about Messi, Novak Djokovic. This is the Jay Pitts Show. Talk Radio 1080, real news, real talk. See you in a sec. Hey, listen up. Do you own a car, truck, or boat? Do you own a business? Do you own or rent a home? If so, let's face it, you need to protect these assets from damage caused by accidents. For that, you need a friend in the insurance business. Let my friend John Blackford with Kentucky Farm Bureau protect you. Like many of you listening, Jen and I have worked hard to build our businesses over the years. John has delivered on his promise to protect us when we've needed it the most. We've experienced losses as small as a crack in our windshield or as big as a catastrophic property fire. While he has two decades of experience, Kentucky Farm Bureau has over a century of operational excellence all across the state. Every year, insurance companies move in and out of Kentucky, but Farm Bureau has proven to be a constant. John and Kentucky Farm Bureau have perfected the balance of providing service and coverage at competitive rates. Listen, we've all worked hard and loss or damage is inevitable. This is why we all need a friend in the insurance industry. John Blackford has been that genuine friend to me for years. Let John Blackford be that friend to you. Call him today at 502-327-5480 for advice on all your your insurance needs. Motto Mortgage Premier Partners is your source for hassle-free home loans in Louisville, Kentucky. With their commitment to providing the best loan options, they make buying a home effortless. With Senior Loan Officer Andrew Dow at the helm, you can rest assured that you're in good hands. Andrew has a wealth of experience in the lending industry and has helped countless clients achieve their dreams of owning a home. At Motto Mortgage Premier Partners, they pride themselves on providing top-notch service and offering competitive rates and low fees. They understand that buying a home can be stressful, but their team is dedicated to making the process as easy as possible. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or a seasoned pro, they have the expertise to guide you through the entire process. So if you're looking to purchase a home in Louisville, let Motto Mortgage Premier Partners and Andrew Dow help you find the loan that's right for you. Call him today at 502-931-8670. Thanks for listening to Real News, Real Talk, Talk Radio 1080. Welcome back, folks, to the Jay Pitts Show here on Talk Radio 1080. I'm your host, Jay Pitts. So we were talking sports before the break, uh, Nuggets Championship and all the kind of crazy that has ensued. Uh, now I think we're going we're gonna to move on to uh to some other sports we got we got a little messy news what what are your thoughts Yeah, real quick though i want to point out so they said the uh nba championship is the highest rating in five years so average of 5.47 million viewers per game which sounds great and nba is doing better Mm -hmm. but the super bowl last year had 112.3 million viewers of course here's the thing super bowl is an event it's one day a lot of people get to make time. It's an event. You people have parties. You don't have parties for, especially not for a weeknight. You know, seven game series. Maybe if you're in college, yeah, you, you, you have a party for every game. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but, yeah. maybe. Just insane. Still, NFL still, runs the world. NFL absolutely runs the world. I saw, I saw a random, random comment. Jen and I are flipping channels the other night. We never do that. Never watch cable anymore. For some reason, I pulled up. I probably need to cancel YouTube TV. But I pull it up, and we end up watching Family Feud. Steve Harvey is hilarious, by the way. Hilarious. So I'm watching Family Feud, and it was, one of the topics was, on Family Feud, is out of 100 people surveyed, what do you think men cite as their most watched sport? And obviously the first answer was was football. Do What is your guess on how many out of 100 the number one answer was for that question? 
So I'm going to take a guess, but I don't always believe what they say the numbers are. I'm going to say 84. <laughs> it was 85. Literally, you are one off. 85 out of 100 said football. Number two was basketball, and it was five. Wow. Number three was baseball, and it was three. Golf did not make the top five. So here's why I don't believe this. Golf must not have been an option because football is only on a certain part of the year. Golf's like most of the year, year and you're going to turn it on on Sunday and take a nap. (laughs) So funny my wife said that. She said, you know, how many dudes just take – they don't actually watch it. They just sleep during golf. You sleep the first nine holes, wake up for the back nine. and Make a drink. My wife now loves putting golf on TV Sundays. She's been taking golf naps. So That's funny. Yeah, it's been great. Wait wait, wait about six weeks, Ryan. There are not going to be too many golf naps in six weeks. Yeah, well, I hope it's like eight or nine weeks still. <laughs> Is it eight or nine? Okay, I don't yeah. know. I was thinking a little sooner than that. But. All right, uh, Messi. Yeah. This has been in the news. It was all over Twitter, so hard to escape it if you're on Twitter. Uh, that's a pretty big deal. He's going to enter Miami. Yeah, I mean, this is this is David Beckham-esque, right? This is his introduction into the American... Who's a co-owner, co-owner of the team. Uh, yeah, of Inner miami he is? Yes. Okay, yep. so, so, so I knew he was a co-owner of one friend. I was, I was thinking it was the LA Galaxy because that's who he played for, but uh, apparently not. So, yeah, this is, this is an entrepreneurial move. This is a marketing move. This is not an I want to finish my career winning more championships as the best player... As the goat, right? He's not. He's not concerned with being the goat. He's concerned with being a billionaire. That's what he. That's what he wants. And supposedly was offered a billion dollar offer, but like, you know, a salaried billionaire versus an entrepreneurial billionaire. You know, you yeah. you, you tell me what's so, more important. I would say he's still considered the goat, or could be. I mean, he just won a World Cup. Uh, he's done everything else he could in all the other leagues. So this is the money move for him, though. You're right. It absolutely is. It's the ownership. It's the equity move. It's not like he, he's not. He's trying to be Michael Jordan, right? Right. By the way, did you watch Air? Have you seen Air? Not yet, but I've seen previews and it looks awesome. You need to see it. It's free on um, on Prime. Prime. So I watched it. I took a golf nap. Uh, instead of my golf nap, I, I watched air while my, my three-year-old napped and my other kids were doing a couple things a couple Sundays ago. So um, incredible. Incredible. I won't spoil it, but to say that Michael Jordan negotiated the best business deal in the history of sports with Nike is an understatement. And so obviously... And his mom was a big part of it, right? Huge deal. And it, it really goes deep into that in the movie. That's so cool. incredible. And you learn, you learn the behind the scenes characters, Matt Damon's character. You, you, you learn a lot and it's pretty incredible the way that it happened because I did not realize, even though it was my era, right? I was a, a young child at the time, uh, very young and grew up with this. I never didn't know Nike to be a basketball shoe. I, did, yeah. I never didn't know that. You know, it was that that was my reality. I was three years old when he came out of college. And so Nike was the basketball shoe my entire life. And I, and I, I'd heard stories. I read, you know, Shoe Dog and Phil Knight's memoirs and all that stuff. But you know, and he talks about it. But it just, I didn't live it. This in living color shows you. So it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, that's sweet. But uh, part of the messy deal. So he turned down the Saudis. They offered him 1.6 billion for three years, which would have turned out to 533 million a year. They were going to pay him. And in this deal, so there's some interesting stats to point out. So as soon as this was announced, they gained 6 million new Instagram followers on their team's Instagram, saw a 4,500% increase in merch sales, became the third best-selling team on Fanatics, and saw a 1,200% increase in ticket prices. Wow. And then I thought this was pretty interesting to see his contract breakdown and like what it, what it is total per year per month. So it's $150 million total for two and a half years. So he's getting paid... 60 million per year, 30 million for half a year, which comes out to 4.6 million per month, 1.1 million per week, $164,000 per day, $7,000 per hour, and $114 a minute is what he's making. <laughs> and this isn't like, you know, you only get paid for nine to five. It's this is 24 seven. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's pretty incredible. Pretty yeah, incredible. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's a big business move is what he's doing. No, it's it, not a salary move, it, it, but the salary is phenomenal. It's just, but it's a, it's a, it's an entrepreneurial move. So I saw a broke agent media wrote an article about how it's going to affect real estate there. And they're already getting all kinds of calls from people from Argentina who are frequent visitors that come there. But now 
people want to buy property there because they want to come to all these games. So yeah, it's going to have like a huge, they say, real estate impact well, on Miami. Miami is a perfect market. You know, Florida's economy is doing very well. So I, I, I all signs, this is all, all lights are green. So just hit the gas pedal. That's what you're looking for. Yeah. And then the last two details on the deal, he, he gets option at part ownership of the team and he gets a cut of the revenue from new subs to Apple TV's MLS season pass. So <laughs> that's probably where he's going to get paid the most. Yeah, I would imagine. But uh, And then Novak Djokovic, Novak Djokovic sticking to sports here, won a French Open. I think he's the GOAT now, which is weird to think about. I don't think anybody yeah. thought Nadal and Federer would, would get, edged. get edged, but he now has 23 Grand Slams, one more than Nadal, three more than Federer. And I think he can win the last two. He has the Grand Slam of the year. I think it's kind of crazy to think how dominant, how dominant tennis has become. Like parody has been the trend in every other major sport, right? Parody has been domination has not happened. But but you know you you look at these guys and it's not this is not one Tiger Woods, right? This is three Tiger Woods back to back to back with about four years removed from each of them coming into prominence in their own right. You know, I mean, basically you, you know, you got Federer was King for good half a decade before Nadal emerged as a worthy adversary. And, and then, then he, he had all their battles. Against and then you had their other. battles. And then you had the four or five years where Nadal was edging Federer and then Djokovic came along. And I may have that slightly off, but that's the perception of being a, you know, a mild observer. And it's just pretty incredible. Like the, 20 majors. You know, I wonder if people think Djokovic isn't one of the... Now, I know there are people that think Djokovic is one of the best, but I wonder if he kind of gets forgotten because he doesn't have a rival there. Like, Mm -hmm. Nadal and Federer were rivals going at it all the time, and I feel like Djokovic never really had that. No, he didn't. And you kind of need that in a hero-villain. He's just just decimated everyone. I I bet if you looked at the time frame, it took him... To amass his his major championship, it was probably a shorter time frame. I'd, I'd be interested to look into that. You know, somebody. It's funny also. Andy Murray was really good, mm-hmm. and he's not even on this list. Yeah, you you don't even hear his name. Well, and Djokovic, you know, missed a couple of years from COVID, didn't have the vaccine, and wasn't no. allowed to play, and didn't, didn't care majors for a couple of years. So he could have a few more than twenty three. Really, yeah, pretty incredible. Um, but all right, let's. I have a question for you, Jay. I thought this was a fun one. What's been the best sporting events you've ever been to? I'm sure you've been to a lot. I have mine, but I'd love to hear yours right, first. Right. So the pr- first that comes to mind was the Ryder Cup here in Louisville. Um, the patriotism, if you will, right, for the American squad, you know, Tiger was playing. Uh, it was just, it, it was great. Being at being at Valhalla on Sunday, a local, local boy, you know, from Campbellsville, Kentucky, like, you know, clinching the Ryder Cup, you know, long players trying to drive greens and doing exciting. It was just amazing. And and the European, like, you know, fervor for their team. It was just really cool. They come all this way to watch this team and and the, you know, the Olay chants and stuff. Like, it really just got you excited. That, that was probably number one. Indy 500 is really cool. Been to the Indy 500. Been to the World Series. Um, have not been to a Super Bowl. Have not been to an NBA championship. But, um, you know, the, the World Series I went, I saw the Reds sweep the Oakland A's when I was 10 years old. That's cool. Uh, stayed up what seemed like all night. Didn't have to go to school the next day. You know, obviously it's in October. Uh, you know, my dad took me. That was awesome. Sat in the nosebleeds, an old Riverfront Stadium, and watched the Reds, you know, beat Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco and, uh, you know, Jose Rijo and, you know, uh, Billy Hatcher and Eric Davis and, Paul O'Neill, those guys, which is really incredible because I was always a Reds fan growing up. So which, I, I would you know, say I would say the World speaking Series. Speaking of the Reds, they have a little life in their organization for the Dude, first Ellie, time in a Ellie long Dela time. Cru- Ellie De La Cruz is something. Yeah. Do you yeah. see the call on his first home run? That ball has a family. <laughs> Dude, I was dying. I was right. dying. We'll talk more about about that when we come back. Let's cut to a couple ad sponsors. Once again, this is the Jay Pitt Show. I'm your co-host, Ryan Harris. This is Talk Radio 1080, real news, real talk. Stick around, and we'll be back. Motto Mortgage Premier Partners is your source for hassle-free home loans in Louisville, Kentucky. 
With their commitment to providing the best loan options, they make buying a home effortless. With Senior Loan Officer Andrew Dow at the helm, you can rest assured that you're in good hands. Andrew has a wealth of experience in the lending industry and has helped countless clients achieve their dreams of owning a home. At Motto Mortgage Premier Partners, they pride themselves on providing top-notch service and offering competitive rates and low fees. They understand that buying a home can be stressful, but their team is dedicated to making the process as easy as possible. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or a seasoned pro, they have the expertise to guide you through the entire process. So if you're looking to purchase a home in Louisville, let Motto Mortgage Premier Partners and Andrew Dow help you find the loan that's right for you. Call him today at 502-931-8670. You're listening to Real News, Real Talk, Talk Radio 1080. Welcome back to the Jay Pitt Show. I'm your co-host, Ryan Harris, Talk Radio 1080, Real News, Real Talk. Just saw you looking over there at Marcy, and I was looking, I was like, is she sleeping maybe? Maybe. Is that what you're looking over there about? Nah, she's switching. She's trying to make us look good. You know, shout out to- Which is uh, hard. Shout out to local company, local startup, Switcher Studios. Like, that's who we use to to record, you know, multiple shots of Ryan and I, if you go to the, you know, our YouTube channel or what have you, and look at our, you know, video version of the radio show or podcast, you'll see, you'll see like a continuous stream- uh, where we go back and forth in between Ryan and I. So that's how we, we grab a lot of the stuff here. It's also a Bellarmine grad that founded the company. Pretty cool stuff there. So Marcy's over manning the switchboard, if you will. Yeah. So we were talking She's about... She's not asleep. There's no way she can switch and, and be asleep. Can't fall asleep listening to us, right? Well, I'll tell you what. If you go back and you watch it on YouTube and you see a shot of just one of us for like 40 minutes, even when the other one's talking, that means Marcy fell asleep. <laughs> Anyway. All right, so talking about Ella De La Cruz, I'm mad at myself for not going to watch him more at the bats. I did not see him at all. Big mistake there. I, Dude, he's, a, he's uh, an all-star. Yeah, he's easy. an all-star. So it was cool. It was cool. He got his home run, run ball back, and that mm-hmm. guy brought it to him and got all his boys' pictures and signed yeah. baseballs. Pretty awesome. So so I was, up, I was up there, and I watched him play the Yankees, which is really cool to watch interleague play when the Yankees come to town. Like, I mean, it's the Yankees – Something about certain franchises, you know, I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan or a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but you know, it comes to, it comes to certain franchises. There's just nostalgia, right? The Yankees come to town and it's pretty awesome to watch. And, you know, of course, Aaron judge in right field is just an absolute man child, you know, like almost look at him and think, how is a person that big and that athletic? Um, my son is a big fan of Aaron judge. So we got, we were up there with his team. We watched him play, um, you know, they lost, but it was, it was fine. But Ellie De La Cruz didn't play. He wasn't up yet. He was in Louisville. And I kept saying, we need to go watch him. And we just never did. So I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this, but, uh, I have a couple of buddies that work at a company here and they went to a wedding, uh, somebody in their company invited them to, and I guess he's a baseball player maybe, but Aaron judge was there oh. and there was some other baseball players and they took their phones and like their you could only use them in this like circle area and they would only work in there. And yeah, they were like, you know, snuck some couple of videos and sent them to me. He is massive. He's huge, dude. I, I watched him play in Houston a couple of years ago. Um, it was actually really cool. I, I got to watch, um, you know, Jose Altuve hit a walk off against the Yankees and Altuve is probably my son's favorite player. And, uh, but you know, judge is just, oh, we kind of, that kind of hurts me a little bit. Well, I know everybody calls him cheaters, but Altuve is a, it, he likes his attitude, his swagger. And Altuve is just that guy, you know, like he does not care and he hits bombs and he's a young, he's a small guy, but, um, we sat in right field and judge is just so big. We sat on the, on the, on the right field line, you know, down second or third row. And he just walk out in front of us and you're just like looking up, like, how's a man this big? He just is. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, all right, best sporting event I've been to. Yeah. I got to say the last game ever at Freedom Hall. I was there. That was good. It's pretty sick. Kyle, Kyle, Keurig. Kyle Keurig was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, not only did he make like 12 threes or whatever, they had an amazing dunk in that game. He had too. a few. The oops. Yeah, yeah that, that was amazing. And then I got to see Andre Agassi's last tennis match ever at the U.S. Open. You know, that's, that's cool that you say that. I was thinking more like venue and team when you asked the question. Uh, yes, the, the very last game at Freedom Hall might've been the coolest atmosphere yeah. that I've been a part we of. Weren't, we weren't very good that year either. No, like, I, I don't even think we were ranked when we beat them. We were much better than last year. 
that year. Oh, well. <laughs> you can say that for every team. Yeah, yeah. I saw a chart the other day about college basketball efficiency in terms of uh, r- revenue per win. Louisville, <laughs> Louisville. We we make a whole lot of money for only like two or three wins in a season. I can yeah. tell you that. So like, we were still like fourth in the list for most revenue. I, we we're fourth in like like bottom tier in terms of wins. Man, it was so funny because it was one of those one of those graphs. It's like a X Y axis, and um, you know, it had the like the little logos, and our we're like top left corner, like by ourselves. Oh God, so yeah. bad. So hope th- we turn those are mine and. Uh, Man, I hope I get some more like that. Dude, but, I, I have a thing. I want to go to every major league stadium. That'd be cool. I've been to a lot. I've been to probably more than I haven't been to in terms of cities. Now, it's over the course of my life, so some of the stadiums are not there. I've been to three, been to three different stadiums in Atlanta, right? So uh, two, two in Cincinnati. You know, I've been to actually both Old Comiskey and I don't – is it Comerica Park? I don't remember. What, who, wherever the White Sox play now, I've been there, but I've been to Comiskey before that. Um been to multiple stadiums for a single team and I've been to a lot of cities, you know, but, um, it's cool before the end, before the, before my, my days are, are over, I'll, I'll have gone to them all. Yeah. So I guess another one I thought of, I went to the old Yankee stadium the last year. That's, that's cool. So it was cool. I've been to new Yankee, Yankee stadium. I never made it to old. I made it to Shea before they closed Shea. Uh, and I've been to the new Met stadium as well, but awesome. Yeah. Good so. stuff. All right. Uh, let's jump head out from sports with the last few minutes we have. And I'm sure everybody by now has seen the Apple AR VR headset. They released with their last keynote. It looks like, I don't know, snowboard goggles. Uh, looks pretty cool, but you know, you know what everybody's been talking about. Though. Well, the price, you know, $3,500 or whatever, but like it, the, the weird thing to me, do they expect you to wear them around? So because you can see through, they're transparent. So it's more AR than VR. They can be VR, but it's more augmented reality. Which so it's Google Glass essentially. Yeah, just much bigger, much bigger and better, <laughs> more powerful, powerful. So something interesting about the price and this pricing theory I've heard with Apple. If you think about the iPhone when it first came out, it was right around a thousand dollars, and people are like, "Oh my goodness, this is so expensive." Yeah. What Apple does is they price for the future. Yeah. So they price for inflation yeah. and price for what people are willing to spend later on. So their early adopters will still buy it. Of course. And as the years go on, that price is not is going to look better and better and better because the iPhone, the new iPhone, I just got a brand new one, uh, got upgraded storage, and it was 1250 So... So not that much more than when it first came so out. It came out in 2007 at $1,000. At it's gone up 20, 25% in you know, 16 years. Right. So, I mean, I get it. I think there's, it's really smart to be honest. And obviously Apple's the most valuable company in the world. So they get what they're doing. Right. They, they know, like you said, the early adopters pay whatever. Mm -hmm. And they know they're going to move few units because it's a new concept. It's not a unit game yet. So they're looking to ride that J curve that is going to ultimately come. Speaking of, I just saw somebody sold iPhone one never opened for $63,000. I heard about that. Um, pretty incredible. I had an iPhone one. I used, used it like crazy. I think it ended up under some snow and got ran over by a car or something, but I probably have the box, you know, are you guilty? Do you save your iPhone boxes? I used to. And then you saw somebody make fun of it and you throw them all out. Well, That's I said, I you realize you're growing up when you throw all your Apple boxes away. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's what teenagers do. Like kids, they keep their Apple boxes, but that's uh, you're growing up when you throw them away. I've probably got a a few extra laying around that I need to throw away now, but I threw a bunch away. Not that long ago. So yeah. Another thing I want to point out about this AR VR headset is in all the years Apple's been around when they do a new keynote and release their main new product or a, a new product the CEO has always demonstrated or held it or put it in their ear, the AirPod, or put it in their pocket or in their back pocket. They've always held on to it and done something with it. And this is the first time ever they've never touched it or done anything with it. It just sat beside them on a table and there was a video playing. Why Why is that? That's what everybody's kind of asking. Maybe it doesn't really work yet. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just something I found interesting, and when you think about it, it, you know, if you've ever seen any of the other keynotes, they are 
always doing something with their iPhone, showing, just sliding in their pocket, or just like how easy it is to have on you. Yeah, no, I agree. I uh, I don't know. I don't know that I'm ready for augmented reality. I'm not going to walk around with skiing goggles on my face, probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, a watch is one thing. It's not intrusive to how you live your life. Um, you know, we all we all somewhat brand ourselves by the gear that we use and the way that we dress, and I just find it a little more challenging to strap something to my face and walk around and have people stare at me thinking I'm so cool for wearing a $3,500 set of ski goggles. Have you ever seen that person at Crunch with the Oculus on? Yes. He works out in the... Oh, so in I've the, seen a lady do it. Oh, no, it's a dude. I see a dude. And he's like, like really, like, I'm like, bro, don't you have a basement? Like, you don't, do you have to do this here? So like in think, the gym with people watching? That's yeah. what I think stinks about the Oculus and VR is you have to have this big room. These, you won't need that. I think AR is way more practical than VR. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Like I, I try to wear my son's VR headset every once in a while. And it's like, it, it, it like shakes and buzzes when you like about to run into something, which is cool that it can do that, but it's odd. Yeah. Okay. I got one really quick question for you. Let's see if you can come up with the last 45 seconds. And it's just based off what we were talking about earlier. What's something you start to do that makes you realize you're getting old? Oh Lord. Um, <laughs> I, I can fall asleep in literally 60 seconds. <laughs> So I got this question from another can, podcast, and that was one of them. I can literally lay my head down on this table and be asleep in 60 seconds, and you can't stop me. Nobody can. Jen will talk to me, and literally I will be asleep. I will say something, and before she can respond to my question, I will be asleep. Yeah, the this person I got it from was part of my take, Big Cat. He said, I always wondered how my dad was able to fall asleep so quick, and now that I'm a dad, I could I can take 10-minute naps anytime. Anywhere. Any time of day. It doesn't matter how much caffeine you got in you. It does not matter. Just sleep. Boom. That's it. All right, folks. I think that's about all the time we got for you today. We appreciate you, as always, for joining in. As I said earlier, check us out on YouTube, all the socials. Find us anywhere and everywhere. Jay Pitts, uh, at Jay Pitts Realtors, some of those things. You can find me. Google, it's all good. You can find me. You can find me. Had somebody ask me for my email address the other day, and they said, don't worry, I Googled you. Um, But, yeah, we appreciate you engaging with the show. However, keep those questions coming. Check us out every Saturday morning here on Talk Radio 1080. For my co-host, Mr. Ryan Harris, this is Jay Pitts. We'll see you soon. Peace. Jay Pitts here, leader of the number one real estate team in Kentucky and host right here on 1080 WKJK. While the average agent sold just seven homes last year, our team successfully sold over 600. Our proven marketing system gets homes sold for top dollar and gets them sold fast. Many are seeing headlines about prices going down. Want to know the real truth? Text the words home value to 502-805-8888. That's home value to 502-805-8888 and receive your no obligation home value sent via text directly to your phone within one hour. Hello, my name is Megan. Jay's team recently sold my house and he really went above and beyond. It was fast and easy and I got 10000 over list price. The whole team really made this experience simple and stress-free. Remember, text the words home value to 502-805-8888. That's home value to 502-805-8888 and receive your no obligation home value sent directly to your cell phone via text within one hour. Hey, this is Ryan Harris, co-host of The Jay Pitts Show and co-founder of an amazing company called Simba. Simba is like QuickBooks on steroids for real estate agents, and it's changing the way they do their accounting and manage their business. Time is money, and Simba saves real estate agents both. Simba takes away the administrative burden of being an agent, from deal tracking to bookkeeping and taxes, Simba makes your entire workload seamless and stress-free. You can be up and running in seconds. Download Simba for free straight from the App Store, add your agent profile and commission split, upload your contacts straight from your phone, connect your bank accounts, and automate your bookkeeping and accounting. Simba is the most mobile-friendly app ever built for real estate agents. So if you're looking for a way to save time, grow your business, and stress less, then look no farther than Simba. Try it out today and see the difference it can make in your business. It is available on iOS and Android. You can search Simba, S-Y-M-B-A in the App Store or go to GetSimba.com.